Hello and welcome to the first podcast edition of Tech Bulb. If you heard the trailer, you will know this is a regular technology bulletin podcast. Please don't expect anything else from the bull abbreviation. Uh-huh. The bulletin covers news, tips and tricks covering most technology platforms. If I need to signpost you to some online articles or references, I'll give you abbreviated ones known as bitlies and read them quite slowly and repeat them. What is a bitly I hear you say? You may well know that hyperlinks to web pages can often be quite long. So a company known as Bitly Inc. based in New York invented a way of shortening these links round about 2008 and you can now paste the long version of the web page on its site and it will convert it to a bitly. For this first edition of Techful I'm going to keep it short and hopefully have something for users of Windows 10, Android, iOS and Linux. First of all Windows. This is a bit of old news by the time you hear this, but I include it both as a taster of what you can expect from my future podcasts and as a just in case you are being affected. Back in March 2020, one of the Windows updates introduced a bug into Windows Defender, Microsoft's own antivirus, etc. Built in Windows products. The effect of the bug was that if you ever subsequently run a full system scan using Defender, a great number of error messages were generated. Now this bug was subsequently fixed some weeks afterwards and the fix was delivered as a Defender antivirus update. Of course, you could well have missed all this for all sorts of reasons, including that you may have updates switched off on your computer. If you switched your computer and or your updates after the bug fix issue, then the way Microsoft updates work means you will not notice any problems. At least, this Defender one anyway. If you need to read more, you can do a search using your favourite search engine for Windows 10 Update breaks its built-in antivirus protection. And you should find a number of articles all saying very much the same thing. My favourite is https backslash backslash bit.ly slash 2wviux1. So to read that article, type into your address bar on your favourite browser, type https colon backslash backslash bit dot ly backslash two uppercase w v i u x one. I'll repeat that. H T T P S colon backslash backslash bit dot ly backslash two uppercase w v i u x one some very new windows news late may 2020 
Microsoft has rolled out an update to its Edge browser. I am told that it should now be able once more to read aloud PDF files, but the default setting is disabled and it needs to be enabled. The older Edge updates forgot to include this feature from the older versions, but they have now caught up. The new Edge browser is a Chrome-based browser, which, in layman's terms, means it has a Chrome engine under the hood, although it looks very different from Chrome. You can adjust many settings in the user-friendly way, but many settings are experimental, and when changing them, you should do so with caution, and usually just one at a time. If you change a setting and experience adverse reactions, just change it back. To get all these hidden settings in the in the address bar, type edge colon backslash backslash flags and a long list of the settings will be displayed. There's a search box to find the ones you may be looking for. Having said all this, I have not been able to find a setting on my latest version so perhaps it will come when I next switch on updates on my machine. So just to repeat that, if you want to find all the hidden settings, in the address bar type edge, that's E-D-G-E, -E, colon, backslash, backslash, flags, and then hit the return button. Now away from Windows for a moment, onto something called video communications. What's about to follow from now on should interest all TechBall listeners really, regardless of the platform and operating system you use. In recent terms, the need to communicate with friends and colleagues using some sort of video exchange has become increasingly popular. The now old-fashioned way of making a simple voice telephone call simply is not that good in comparison. One of the problems though has been that the circle of friends and colleagues we have all use different device platforms, operating systems and trying to find an application which suits everybody's needs is not that easy. In big business and governments they use terms united communications and interoperability and with a challenge of any single person being able to use any communication device or app they choose and the recipients of the communications being able to use any device app they choose. And oh, by the way, the ability to translate languages accurately also has to be done. If you know the Star Trek Universal Communicator then that is the aim. But we're not there yet. Until we are, there are only a few products which can manage the cross-platform issue. The old favourite is Skype, and a version of it can be installed on Android, iOS, Windows, Macintosh and Linux. It also can be used through a browser on these machines, as opposed to a native app. There are a few others, and many of the company offerings are going through some changes as I broadcast this to improve security and to increase the number of concurrent participants and provide extra, extra functionality in the video calls. Personally, I like Google Duo, 
which started as a one-to-one -one video calling app but has recently changed to a many-to-many -many app to the maximum of 12 callers. I also use Zoom. I prefer both rather than Skype. All three can be used on the Windows PC, Android device, iOS, Apple Mac or Linux, either as a native app or through a browser. Use your normal search engine to search for the app and you will find details how to install for your devices. Some of your app stores on your devices will also have the app to install. You no longer have an excuse for being unable to communicate with your friends and relatives who simply don't have FaceTime, WhatsApp or whatever. Linux Linux is the operating system I use the most on a daily basis. For now, all I will say is that there are hundreds if not thousands of different Linux distros as they're known. And they cover quite a lot of old PCs, laptops and servers. The most popular are Ubuntu, Linux Mint and Fedora. There are others which try to make the transition from Windows and Apple much easier. Ubuntu is the one I use the most. Ubuntu released version 20.04 LTS recently at the time of broadcast and I am in the middle of transferring some of my earlier machines to the new version. One good thing about Linux distros is that you can easily download any one and install it on a DVD or USB stick as a live CD as it has always been called so there's no need to install it to your device. You can simply boot from it and try it out. I intend covering more Linux in future podcasts, hopefully for both beginners and more seasoned users. Stay safe for now. I hope you've enjoyed this very first edition of Tech Bowl. Look out for the second edition soon. Mm -hmm.